You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Thong! Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. But you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is here. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Adam? Where's everybody else this week? <laughs> uh, Jason's doing baseball things. Many, much baseball things. And uh, Troy, of course, still on assignment, attempting to find the elusive banana cannibal of Manitowoc. The banana bull, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much I like that. <laughs> I, think, dude, I, I think both of those guys are just... Uh, absolutely put off by the build to WrestleMania. And they're like, nope, I ain't doing that fucking show. <sighs> but we'll get there. Yes, we will. First, how are you? I'm doing good. I went to see a really fun wrestling show this weekend. Oh yeah, which one? Uh, it's called the Proving Ground. No, it's not. Uh, it's just called Proving Ground. Proving Ground. Somebody, no, somebody did. did. Did auto-correct correct your mouth that time, too? No. Somebody at the show said, you brought me into the Proving Ground. I think it was the guy who attacked the play-by-play guy. So Kellen Thomas, yeah. Yes. that's yeah. No, it's more than Kellen. What's his first name? Well, it's, it, he's Riot Kellen Thomas. Oh, I thought it was like Michael Kellen Thomas or something like that. You listen well. Uh, yes, it is. But it's not the Proving Grounds. There's no S on the end, was my point. Just one proving ground. It is uh, the, it's the proving ground. It was fun. I got to see AG wrestle, and I actually bought his shirt. And that was a lot of fun, because I got to talk to him. And then, also, I got to see the infamous Mike Montero, and he's pretty good. The ace. The ace. He lost the fucking belt, but he's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great show in uh, Peabody. On Saturday. Peabody, uh, Massachusetts. Sadly kept me from the APW show that was happening that evening in Newburyport, uh, but I've heard reports that that was also a very good show. Uh, good wrestling. Good wrestling on Saturday. Yeah. Support your local indies. Indeed. Indeed. Do that all the time. What else is going on with you, man? Not a lot. Um, yeah. I didn't do much of nothing this week, honestly. I didn't do much of nothing. Um, yeah, no. I, I watched. I also watched week. a really good streamer um, beat the Rey Mysterio showcase <laughs> in one sitting. 
It was it was can, inspiring. Sure, let's talk about that. That was that fun. Was, what was that? Was that? What was that? Was that Monday? Sunday. No, that was Sunday night. Sunday, because yeah. I was I I had till midnight to get my term paper done, <laughs> and I hit submit at like ten fifty. Mm. Yeah, so I said I thought Sunday we'll boot up two K twenty two. We'll go to the showcase mode, and uh, finished it in less than three hours. Um, because it's it's uh, it's it's short this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a career retrospect of Rey Mysterio. So we went from Halloween Havoc '97 and skipped over every pointless thing he did in WCW and went immediately to WrestleMania 21. Yep. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> I was I actually to, to that point I was thinking, I was on Twitter later uh, and. Uh, Somebody else was, I can't remember where I found it, but somebody else was talking about it. And the fact that basically, uh, if if you don't have a Legends contract, you're not in the game. And I'm like, oh, that's why, that's why his, his, his showcase was so short, because there's no, there's no Jushin Thunder Liger. There's no Psychosis. There's no nobody from WCW. I mean, it's, they could have done him in Jer- No. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about that time he fought CM? No, Mm, no, can't do that either. Matches with Dean Maleo. No, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Moving on. Oh, but but instead we did get to see his son in the game. Woo hoo! (laughs) Yes. Spoiler alert for anyone who 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 wants to finish who wants to play the showcase mode. When you play through the, I want to say twelve. Matches? Bullshit. <laughs> it was like ten six. matches. It's not six. It was two. It was two against Eddie. It was uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Batista and JBL. Wasn't that it? <laughs> uh, Astro in my chat says it was the tag team with the loser's son. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was like ten. It was like ten matches at okay. most, because it's split up into three eras, if you want to call it that. Mm. And yeah, the first one was like ninety seven to two thousand two, but it's got like three matches. <laughs> um, and then if if you you can scroll through all the matches, and then at the end there's a secret one yes. that you only get if you accomplish all the objectives in all of the other matches, mm. and it's it's and that's how you unlock Dominic. Two versions of Dominic somehow, uh, or at least two outfits for Dominic, uh, because the last that last match is is the the match from Payback last year, or last year, two years ago, whatever the fuck it was, of uh, Eddie and uh, Ray and Dominic versus it was, it was, Buddy and Seth. I think it was twenty twenty one, or actually it might have been during pandemic wrestling. But 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 I will say this because I I don't own any next gen systems or you know. And it's been a while since I've played a WWE game all the way through. The showcase mode, I thought mm-hmm. they did a really nice job of splicing in the real footage with the that actual, was cool. That was actually um, in-game for, footage. That was new this year, at least that for me. Was fancy. I, like I, said, I, I didn't finish the showcase mode in 2K19, which was the women's evolution or the women's revolution. Um, with the Bellas in it, but I don't think I don't think they did it in that one. But yeah, in this one, where like a lot in, in previous years, it's been a lot of they've done cutscenes like that, but it's, it's all been in engine. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it's just it's the computer models reenacting the match. Whereas in this at this point it was in this game it's presented as clips from the actual matches, and and and, and Ray is giving like documentary style commentary over the top. So that is new this year, and that is. A, I, I did appreciate that, but I loved it. It, it actually made the cutscenes. It actually made the 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 cutscenes interesting to watch. Yes, and and the the fanciest part was the video game would set up the move, and then all of a sudden it would just change into the real footage. It was great most of the time. Well, okay, yeah, got but a little janky a few times. But... Let me ask you this: there was a, a WWE game. I don't know which one it was, but it had the thirty years of the Undertaker. That was was like two K sixteen or something. Uh, I was gonna say seventeen, but yeah, oh, okay, maybe it was seventeen. Um, did you play that one? Yeah, yeah, was that fun? That was. That sounds like fun. They had the streak. Oh, then there was the one with the streak mode too, which was slobber knocker mode. Which oh, so that was different. So they did one where you had to beat everybody in the streak, and then they did an Undertaker like career retrospective one. Or was it the same one? No, I don't. You're. I think you're conflating streak mode and then the first showcase, which was the 30 years of WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so some, so at some point I'm going to have to dive into my rise mode, but so far enjoying, very much enjoying 2K22. So. Now, still, my rise mode, good. is that the one where you take a creative character and take him right. from 24-7 champ to... <laughs> Undisputed WWE Universal Champ, something like that, <laughs> something like that. I remember I st- <laughs> on the old SmackDown versus Raws, I had to, um, I had to wrestle in like heat, <laughs> like work my way up to Raw and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we'll dive into that on stream at some point. I am c- kind of regretting getting the game on PC, even though it makes it much easier to stream than having to bring my PlayStation down here and hook it up and do all that shit. Because the, the kid was playing WoW the other day, and I was like, I won't play. I won't play my game. And I couldn't. You but, know what uh, you need? You need that's, your own personal laptop, buddy. That's that's me being an only child. Um, we are live in the world at twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect, where can, you can watch me play WW2K22 if you'd like. Uh, KT says, if you lose against Eddie, does it rename the character as Dominic Guerrero? Thankfully, that match is not in the game. <laughs> Barely. The custody, of Ray, <laughs> the custody of Dominic Mysterio ladder match is not in the game. They they very gracefully uh, kind of slid by it because Ray was doing commentary, and he was like, me and Eddie fought so many times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where is this going? Oh. <sighs> All right, friend. Where shall we begin this week? I will give you the option. Do you want to begin with Raw and walk our way back to last Tuesday, or do you want to begin with last Tuesday and go forward from there? I didn't realize we were going to do things in chronological order, so we could do Well, because the way I see it, Raw has we'll call it the biggest story and <laughs> NXT from last week has the biggest complaint. So <laughs> <laughs> to the point where before, earlier today, Sal was like, uh, do we have to talk about NXT on the show this week? And I was like, I don't remember if I watched it or not. So maybe, 
<laughs> uh, spoiler alert, I did not watch it. I know, I know, you guys can shoot me, all of the other hosts who have an issue with me not watching NXT, which there will be only one of those, but, um, <laughs> love you, Troy. But there was a specific reason I didn't care much to watch NXT this week, Adam. You alerted me to this reason. Would you like to talk about it? Ah, uh, Saray. Saray, who has a new gimmick on NXT <clears throat> 2.0, where she turns into Sailor Moon. Right. So as she was walking... So, so her, her entrance starts with her backstage walking towards the entrance. And uh, when she comes out of the entrance, she transforms. She, she's changed from this meek little schoolgirl that she is when she's backstage into a fucking Power Ranger. Uh, Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Except this week, uh, she got attacked in the in the in the hallway um, by uh, Tiffany Stratton. By her opponent, Tiffany Stratton. And Tiffany Stratton stole the magical amulet of her grandmother so that Saray could not transform when she came out to the ring. So much so that uh, Vic Joseph said, Oh my God, she can't transform. And by calling it out on air, <laughs> I really got fucking Matt Hardy can teleport vibes, and it kind of made me mad. <laughs> To be fair, I feel like the WWE has alluded to that with the Undertaker and the Bray Wyatt characters. Hell, possibly even Kane at one point. Yeah. Um, where they can't go into their alter ego. I don't think the word transformed was ever used. <laughs> Although with Mick Foley, you never know, because he, he transformed to his alternate personalities quite often. I don't know what you're talking about. We saw all three of them on screen at the same time. Mm. That's true. Just like that time Elias played with himself. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> That's on the adult version of Peacock. Uh, okay, well, uh, you know, stupid gimmicks aside, uh, I I have nothing else to say about it next day. Um, and yeah, that is dumb. And I, I get it. It's trying to get Sari over, but it... Uh... Maybe Not the little gimmick. kids like it. Maybe the little the kids stupid like Stupid gimmick. I don't know. Do you want to talk about AEW? Sure. Where shall we start? Oh, well, let me look at my notes here. Well, I'll start with this. Okay. Dynamite led off with the six-man of this really well-put-together six-man team of Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish as JR. <laughs> said during the episode. And uh, they were taking on the champ and the tag champs. And here's the thing. There's a lot of star power in this match. You got Jungle Boy, you got Adam Cole, you got the hang obviously Hangman. And I went back and rewatched the match today, and I had no recollection of any of the moves they had done a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem is the best thing about AEW, but also simultaneously the worst thing, is that you never know what move they're going to do. Right? They could do a fucking Spanish fly from the top rope through a table on the outside. That's something that could happen in the opening match between, like, Ricky Stacks and, like, Stacks. Jay Lethal. 
just thrown it's out. Right? Not that Jay Lethal gets TV time, I'm just saying. Right. But and I love Hangman and Jungle Boy and and Adam Cole and, and the Undisputed Era in general, but you do all these spots for what? None of it's memorable. It all just went from one spot to the next spot to the next one. There were a couple things I did like. I did like Jungle Boy doing the um the double uh doomsday device. Mm-hmm. And I also liked them doing the triple moonsault. But uh, in the end, it doesn't even matter because uh, the Undisputed Era won. KT, we'll get there in a second. Um, yeah, my only note, the only thing I wrote in my notes from that match is, uh, what if we just stand here pretending to talk for six minutes so Jungle Boy can jump on us? Yeah. Because that's what these matches break down to, is uh, this is the dancey dance bullshit that I don't enjoy. <laughs> But see, you know what I noticed, though? Because this is the first time in a while that I got to sit down and watch Dynamite live. Uh, 8 o'clock, you know, right when it started. And it's better live than when you're watching it on your DVR. And subsequently, I think it's better when you're at the arena. Like, AEW Wrestling plays better in front of a crowd than it does on TV. Because it's, like okay. it's like your typical indie spot fest. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the crowd and you're feeding off that energy, it's a lot better than than watching it on replay on DVR. But oh sure. So you're so you're saying I shouldn't have watched eight hours of wrestling today? Mm. No, because then it all blends together. Because <laughs> that's how, that's that's what I did today. I watched Dino. I watched Dynamite, and then I watched SmackDown, and then I watched Rampage, and then I watched Raw. Now. The other thing, too, because this will flow right into this, because right after this match, immediately after this match, uh, we get a backstage segment with Keith Lee and Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs, rather. Thank you guys for agreeing not to no physicality during this interview segment. I should have punched him right in the face. Um, oh, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, we said no physicality with each other. Either make Rampage a separate brand or don't. Because there are people in this company that are now Rampage exclusive. You only see them fight. Jade is one of them. Uh, anybody from Team Taz. Which and is apparently funny, Keith her, Lee. Because her belt is for the channel that Dynamite is on. I know. Keith Lee has now been relegated to Rampage exclusive. Hell, that's the only place you can watch Hook Fight is on Rampage. I saw... Two or three different people this week sharing an image uh, of a tweet about, I think it was Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, yep. Talking about Cody going to WWE. I, I don't, I, it may not have been Arn, don't hold me to that. But talking about Cody going to WWE and how he's gonna, he's, you know, he's gonna get a, a big thing when he shows up, but if he's just, then he'll just get relegated to the background. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh, you mean like all the guys that Tony Khan signs? Jay Lethal who? Jay Lethal is not even the biggest name on that list you could go down. Jay Lethal who only fights on YouTube right now? Keith Lee's heading in that direction. So, And I like Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs. I like Ricky Starks, but they're not prominent people that get TV time. That's reserved for the elite. Hell, we don't even have time to give uh, Daniel Bryan and, and 
John Moxley's separate segments. They're all cl- clamped together now. Um, that being said, here we go with the tag team again. But what do you think of Wheeler Yuta? Because for the first time ever, I thought he was kind of interesting. KT's note in my chat. The only thing I can remember from Dynamite is Regal slapping the fuck out of Wheeler Yuta and then telling him to piss off like a good little boy. That was good. Uh, there was a sign in the crowd that said, Corn is greater than flour tortillas. Uh, sorry, corn is less than flour tortillas, and I must agree, because I am white. Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought the match was okay. Sure. No, I mean, obviously, John Moxley and, and Brian Danielson, fueled by Regal, are going to kick the shit out of people. And I like, I like the thought of William Regal assembling this little stable of... Of talented wrestlers. Well, that's what I mean. And I like, and I like that we actually seem to have given Wheeler Yuta something to do, <laughs> as opposed to just being Chuck Taylor's friend. This is the first time in his entire AEW career that I found him interesting, and it it involved him basically leaving the best friends and trying to do something for himself, and I respect that. Now, we don't know if he succeeded or not, because, like KT said, William Regal just slapped him in the face and told him to fuck off, but we'll see. What he should do is he should return during another one of the matches, and this time, Wheeler Yuta should slap Daniel Bryan in the face. <gasps> oh, shit! Because William Regal did seem to be impressed with, with, with his reaction to being slapped in the face. Yes, but like, then he oh, told him to fuck off, like a good little boy. That's what I was looking for. Okay! Uh, Oh. Blood and guts. No, um, doesn't have the same. It's it's no. too many syllables. No. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not as fun. Blood it's not as fun. Guts. Um, okay. So you know who would be a great addition to William Regal's group? Who? Wardlow. Fair. <laughs> All right. Now, a lot of things wrong with what the new storyline is for Chris Jericho. The, There's a the, lot of things wrong. The huge ass appreciation society. Yeah. Um, first of all, the name is absolutely terrible. Terrible. I do appreciate, and look, I can give the devil his due. All right. I I've sat here on this network and I have trashed Jericho for a year and a half. Rightfully so. But I can also look at things objectively. All right. I thought he did a decent job of giving an explanation of why it's 2.0 and why it's Daniel Garcia. Which is a dumb name from Bad Creative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the fact that they actually gave us, like, a reason why these guys are back in Jericho. I suppose. But the whole thing now is just fed bad. But don't you appreciate the irony of him, like, turning it into the AEW fans' face? Like, I'm not a wrestler. I'm a sports entertainer. And then, like... Ha-ha, get it? Yeah, but, like, trained... you get it? But the crowd reflects that it works, because, like, trained little monkeys, they booed like crazy. Here's my favorite line from this promo. We use our real names. Daniel Garcia. Jake Hager. Chris Jericho. Chris, that's not, your, that's not your real name, buddy. No, it's not. 
Uh, and then they named whatever Matt Lee and uh, Parker's real names are. Yeah, I didn't give enough. But he also gave uh, <clears throat> he also gave them nicknames, so that makes no fucking sense. But 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 I will say this. So he he said one line during his promo where he said. The most successful I've ever been in my career was not because I was a pro wrestler, it was because I was a sports entertainer. There's some truth in that. <laughs> Cause you take yeah. away all the charisma and all the the um uh, the extra and all the extracurricular from, from Jericho's career, he's Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean let's be fair. And it's funny because AEW fans will cry themselves to bed over that statement, but it's the truth. Uh, and it's also funny that he was like, Jake Hager's a guy who's been with me since 2010. And I'm like, well, I mean, he's existed in wrestling since 2010. I don't know if he's been with you, but... But they want, they, they want so desperately to say, AEW is real wrestling. Right. It's not. It's not that sports entertainment garbage from Connecticut. AEW's real wrestling. Your tag champions are Tarzan and a dinosaur. Right. Danhausen is a demon. Very I nice, think. but very evil. Some sort of some sort of demon. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. It's the same bullshit under a different rapper. Of course it is. But hey, 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 you got to look at it like this. It was the genius of Vince McMahon that decided to differentiate himself from the rest of the promotions. We're not wrestling. We're sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. So all these companies can do, you know, years later, is try to be the opposite of that. Even if what they say and what they put on their TV are two different things. Hey, Jesus, I figured Dan Housen was just grew from Despicable Me with face paint. Wow. <laughs> but that's my point, is they, they, they preach and they, they, they proudly present themselves as, as this alternative, and they're not. It's the same fucking thing. Of course, it's just... That's the thing I'm... But if you try to tell them that, they yell at you. Well, they're also idiots, but... <laughs> that's my thing, is I, I think the whole presentation is basically trying to get the internet fan to be like, yeah, they're different, which is the biggest work of all, because as we know, they do the same fucking shit. So, but hey, if it gets Jericho heat, if it works to get him heat in this uh, this little faction he's got going, then sure, let the jazz rule. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, the stands are going to eat it up either way, but... They're dumb. They're literally dumb. They're gonna they're gonna boo two point and Daniel Garcia because they call themselves sports entertainers. Right. Because Whatever. and because when I think sports entertainer, I think Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. But anyway. We also had a match for the TNT championship. Thank you. I tell you, I was shocked. 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 When the pinnacle cost Wardlow the gold. I didn't see that coming at all. Well, it was basically just MJF, but I don't think the pinnacle's a thing anymore. Sean Spears came out later. Sure. Anyway. 
Yes, we all we all pretty much assumed that MJF was going to cost Wardlow the match. However, there was that dangerous, you know, feeling of oh no, Scorpio Sky is just going to lose it to Wardlow. He's going to hold the title for a week. Yeah, right. I'm glad they didn't do that. But uh, yeah, look, this goes along with um, you know, Jason said it a couple weeks ago. They're predictable, but they still. Most of the time, we'll give the fans what they want. So here we go. We're off to the races with Wardlow and MJF. And they beat the fuck out of Wardlow, to be fair. I appreciate JR attempting to cover for Wardlow, very clearly putting his hands up on the chair shot from Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. But. So, what's annoying is, he, is, Spears, is Spears' involvement in this. Because who gives a fuck that Borlo has to go through Sean Spears first? <laughs> In fact, I'm almost wondering if MJF needs another heater. Kind of like when Sean got rid of Diesel and he got Sid. Or, well, Diesel got rid of Sean, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, Yeah, I feel like MJF's not going to be able to handle Wardlow by himself, so who's going to be his new backup? Maybe it would be Keith Lee. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. But, uh, yeah, so we're off to the races with MJF versus Wardlow. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it gets Wardlow over. I, I think after his promo last last week? when he, After, he, yeah, it was the dynamite after I don't think I don't think we need to see if MJF can get Wardlow over. I think Wardlow's over. I agree. Um... But there's different levels. You can get you can get Wardlow to be the hottest thing in this company, and if you do, then you got to figure out a way to get the belt on him. <laughs> and it obviously, at least for this moment, was not the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. How about that Hardy Boys return? <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Matt Hardy. If I could find a way to spell that, that would be the title. Yeah. How about that Hardy Boys return? <sighs> Matt Hardy spent, Matt. I don't know, a year and a half mentoring Private Party. Mm-hmm. And Private Party have admittedly said that they looked up to the Hardy Boys. They were mm-hmm. you know, inspired by the Hardy Boys. So I feel like this should have been a big deal. And it didn't feel like that at all because the Hardys look like they're 50. It was like watching the Rock and Roll Express in WWF in 1997. <laughs> my, my only note from this is Hardy absolutely fucked Isaiah Cassidy with that, with that swanton. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. That was fun. He crunched him. <laughs> um, Yeah. Don't you feel like this should have been a bigger deal? Like they put the time in for the story and like... It just when the, the match started, nobody cared. What they rushed something? What? No, but this one they 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 like I said, Matt's been mentoring Private Party for almost two years now. Yeah, you would think this would be a big deal when his brother and finally they, comes in. And they brought in Jeff and was just like throwing out of there. <laughs> also, you can tell Matt loves wearing his old gear. Because it doesn't, because he doesn't look as fat and old anymore. <laughs> I saw, I read a not a transcript, but like a like a like a highlights transcript of of Jeff on his on Matt's podcast talking mm. about t- talking about the the incident 
and how it led to him going to AEW and all that. And I have two notes. The first note being that Jeff Hardy is an asshole. <laughs> Jeff Hardy in this in this interview basically said, "Yeah, you know, I I got my heat and figured fuck it, so I just walked, I just left. I didn't think I'd get in trouble for it." But I, but it turns out I did, and look, and look where, look where it got me. So everything's cool. That's not cool. I, if you, if you did that at any other fucking job, you would not get hired by another company that does the same thing. Yeah, I, did, I figured I was done for the day, so I, I know it was two o'clock and we're supposed to work until five, but I, I, fuck it, I was done, so I just said fuck it and I left. Why are we acting like this is something new for Jeff? Does anybody remember Victory Road? But the other thing... <laughs> the other thing is he was talking about his face paint. Okay. And he was like, that's one of the things I'm most excited for in AEW is I'll get an action figure with the face paint. I can go to Walmart and see his the most recent line of elites that's out there. I think it's 93. I could be wrong. That has Jeff Hardy in his fucking blue and fucking face paint. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, Jeff, someone who's done a lot of drugs in his life. <laughs> so he probably forgets that WWE has already put out multiple figures of him with face paint on. And I guarantee you it is multiple figures. If you look at the course, like, throughout the course of Jeff's career, I'm sure there was lots of Jeff Hardy figures with face paint. So Jeff's a moron. <laughs> on top of being an asshole. If I go to Ringside Collectibles, and I just look up, I was gonna say just Google Jeff Hardy action figure, and I go to J, and I click on Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Elite twenty twenty two top talent face paint. I think that's the one that's at Walmart right now. Yeah, the top yeah. picks. So that's the one that's at Walmart right now. Uh, Jeff Hardy Basic Series 195. Fucking face paint. That one that kind of looks like Zodiac, you know? Yep, yep. Got that yep, one? That yep, one's there. Speaking of I, which... I think I remember speaking, seeing that one, yeah. Speaking of which, I want to get the Zodiac figure that's a ringside exclusive. Oh. Um, Elite 84. Jeff Hardy Blue Face Paint. Yep. Fuck. He's an idiot. Chase Variant Elite 84. Red Face Paint. He's an idiot. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the main event backwards. Okay. <laughs> I'm very happy Thunder Rosa won the title. Sure. She was the most logical choice to beat Brett. Like six months ago. She she fi they finally gave her the belt. Now, let's talk about everything that was wrong with this man. <laughs> First up, um, okay, first go up. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Before we get to the match itself, um, they're either using a bigger cage or a smaller ring. I think it's a bigger cage. Because, yeah, I'm sure it is. Because if you go back to Cody versus Wardlow, if you go back to, uh, if you go back to to uh, Los Luchabros versus Young Bucks, the the cage is pretty much right against the ring. I'd say maybe a foot of clearance from the apron to allow for the for the ring posts 
but it's like right there. If you watch this episode on Dynamite, this the ring steps lead up to the cage door, and then inside the cage door is a box like the ringside cameraman would stand on in WCW. Mm-hmm. That that's between the ring, the 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 apron and the cage. Why do they suddenly? Um, was there an issue in a previous match where, like, so I almost got stuck between the cage and the ring, so they gave him room, or did they just go? We need to do shit outside. Both. If you remember... God forbid you can't get under the ring to get your bag of thumbtacks if the cage is... Okay, if you remember the Bucks and the Lucha Bros, I I somewhat remember Nick Jackson taking a really ugly bump into the cage and then kind of sliding down in between the cage and the ring. Mm -hmm. That might have been part of it. But no, this was 100% to get stuff under the ring and included in the match. That's the only reason. They might even go back to the smaller cage next time. <laughs> Astro says, wait, they don't do rematches? We've, oh, we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about it. Yeah. So, okay. I understand they were trying to recreate what they did a year ago. Way to be original. The tax was absolutely unnecessary. If anything, they were just more in the way than mm-hmm. than helping the match. None of the spots, none of the tax spots looked good. Like either the landing on the tax just didn't look effective, or in the case of that power bomb, Thunder Rosa fell over as she was trying to throw it. Nothing that involved the tax looked good. No, that's that that tower of chairs though. That was a good fucking spot. I have an issue with the Tower of Chairs. It took her... Okay. ...a good three minutes to set that up. I will grant you that. You absolutely halt the momentum of a match when you have to do something like that. I will grant you that. Um, and then the payoff was kind of like, oh, she landed on the chairs and they all fell down. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't see it in my in my opinion. It was it was a very effective looking spot, uh, while also being a fairly safe spot, um, because the chairs did not just collapse out of the way. That's like, true. She fell back and hit the chairs, and it just kind of stopped there. And then she fell off into the into the ring itself. So it looked brutal, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it didn't feel. I'm not saying it felt. It's like landing on a cloud. No. But going back to the thumbtacks for a second. There were there are spots in the history of, of even WWE matches where the tacks were used in such a way that you remember the spot for years to come. Triple like H, Triple Green, H, McFoley on the tacks. <laughs> Triple H, McFoley. Um, I could have sworn there was one with Edge and Tommy Dreamer, but that might not have been tax. That might have been um, barbed wire. Still, um, it was. It was. Funk and, and Dreamer versus Edge and Foley at One Night Stand. Oh, that was brutal because Funk fell into the board of barbed wire. See, you remember this shit. That's my watch, point. Should you, we watch that instead? Yeah, you remember this shit. None of the stuff these girls did in this match was memorable. It was all just like, oh, let's at go least, to this spot. <laughs> at least not in the way you want to remember things. The, the, you know what the best part of the match instance, was? For instance, the fuck was that stunner? Ugh. <laughs> hey, 
No, you want to know what the best spot in this match was? What's that? Paul Turner getting the shit kicked out of him when he got See? the super kick. Okay, so you say that, but that is on my list of dumb shit in this match. Oh, but I think she actually caught him because he, either that or he's a great seller. Like Rosa talks, Paul Turner gets murdered. I loved it. So, so she, so Paul Turner gets super kicked, but doesn't really sell it. He falls over and then gets immediately. He doesn't even fall over. He just goes, oh. And then Rosa pushes Britt into Paul Turner, which sends him to the floor. Probably yes. another reason we have three feet between the floor and the ring, yep. uh, between the cage and the ring, for this dumb spot. But she sa- she sends Britt Baker into Paul Turner, knocks Paul Turner to the floor, and then she tries to pin Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. That one I can kind of let go because it was. She was doing it from behind, so maybe she didn't see that she had pushed Breaker into Turner and Turner hit the floor. Right. The problem is, immediately after that, she goes, she hits the fire thunder driver and goes for another pin. Well, to be there fair... There wasn't a referee in the ring ten seconds ago when you tried the first pin. Why would there be one in the ring now? Because, Paul Turner, man up, get the fuck up and get back in the ring. <laughs> and also, that leads to our best friend Aubrey Edwards coming into the ring. And Aubrey Edwards comes down and immediately gets to make things about herself because we get the patented Earl Hebner, you shove me, I'm going to shove you back spot. But I blame, and I don't even blame Aubrey, I blame them. I blame AW. Because they did this on purpose. They did this to try to make it be like. What's up, Troy? They did this. I'd, I'd fire my driver into her. Mm. To try to make um, it seem like Britt got screwed. And you know what? Tony Khan's going to show up on Wednesday and he's going to say, Britt screwed Britt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know what he's going to say? <laughs> you know what he's going to say? Huh? Sup? St. Patrick's Day time last week in a cage match, and I got to tell you, it is, people say, but that's not fair, because I'm on the referee, I say, Brett screwed Brett, and I hope we got signed again, and it's not, that's my new champion. Okay, thanks, Tony. I guess... Dust- on your hold now. I guess, from what I hear, Dustin's been working a lot with Thunder Rosa. That's why he came out at the end. Mm-hmm. You'd never know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they actually told that story or anything. Yeah, Dustin just appears and Thunder Rosa starts crying. Dustin appears Which and I'm like, mean great, number of things. another Rhodes to take over the spotlight from someone else. My other, my other note of dumb shit in this match. Britt Baker takes the, the, the arm for the lockjaw. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> It's is the is the opposite of Britt Baker is the opposite of Penta, because she takes forever to put this stupid glove on, and Thunder Rose is just there like ow, 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 ah, like fuck's sake! Didn't Thunder Rosa bite Britt Baker when she tried to to put on the um? She smashed her hand into the thumbtacks repeatedly. Eh, it didn't play off like that. 
Oh, and and speaking of speaking of uh, 2K showcase mode on Sunday, you had during the Grand Metal League match, which was one that you had forgotten. You said, "Thank God that's not Sin Cara." Turns out Sin Cara was in the crowd at at, at Dynamite. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, look, I, I've seen a lot of people online delusionally say that this was a great match. I don't know. It didn't feel like a great match to me. I thought, like I said at the beginning, I enjoyed the fact that Thunder Rosa is the new women's champ. Was it a great match? No. Was it a sloppy match? Yes. Was there a lot of dumb fucking spots? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no. This... hmm. Like you said, I'm glad that the title is finally on Thunder Rosa. It is long, long overdue. Do you know what this match's rewatchability is? Uh, do negative numbers count? Well, I was going to say zero. I will never rewatch this match. Yeah, I have no interest in watching this again. There are matches. There are famous cage matches that I will go back and watch a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Hell, I I probably would watch Cody and uh, Wardlow over this. Wardlow. Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, this was forgettable. But, you know, I guess the ends justify the means. But, but then again, now that the title's but, off of Britt but, Baker... But Davey Melty gave it four stars. Fuck him. <laughs> um, now that the title's off of Britt Baker, do we even see that title weekly? Or is this going to be one of those things like when Sheeta had it, where sometimes she'll be in the crowd, sometimes she'll be on Dynamite, sometimes she'll be on Rampage... Uh, Remember that when she did their women's champion sat in the crowd for like months? Yeah, for the for the pandemic daily's place TV. Yeah. So now what's the excuse for not having Thunder Rosa on TV since we're not during a pandemic anymore? The uh, she's back in Mexico. Oh man, feeding orphans. We're gonna do a lot of that, aren't we? We're gonna do like, oh, Thunder Rosa was in Mexico this month. Uh, fighting in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. But don't worry me because at at double or nothing she'll be defending the title against Ty Conti. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thunder is a face, so it's going to be Nyla Rose. It'll be a uh, fucking uh, Serena Deep. Actually, with no build whatsoever. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't mind seeing a match between Thunder Rose and Serena Deep. But we Give can't me a possi- story. We can't possibly have a match, a, a women's match in AEW where both women can wrestle. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as Rampage goes, I don't really have much to say about Rampage. I got excited when I started my DVR recording, and it was still basketball. But so I was like, oh, I don't have to watch Rampage. But, sadly, it was only 18 minutes of basketball, and the recording itself was an hour and a half, so I I did, in fact, have to watch Rampage. And, absolutely, fuck, nothing happened on Rampage. But, I will say, I sincerely enjoyed the visual of of, uh, Dark Evil, Penta Obscuro, and House Elf Arbrantes standing in front of a, a window... Like a, a with bars on it and a little wooden placard that said, "Howdy." You think I'm making this up? <laughs> they Look. took the dark tapings at Universal and found some little western corner somewhere. It literally said, "Howdy." Look, 
if we could all be like Alex Abrahantes and be Halloween every day of the year. <laughs> what a, I mean, living a kid's dream. <laughs> That's the worst part. Is Alex Abrahantes in his How? little fun? Did you ever play the the Sega game Eternal Champions? No. There was um a warlock as one of the fighters. It's a fighting game. And there was a warlock um from like the 1700s. And he had a cloak, and he had a staff, and that's all I can think about when I see Alex Abrantes. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I'm gonna get you! Penta's gonna get you! <laughs> it's so fucking corny! It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Abrantes reminds me of, um... Shit. What are they called? From Observer, that's what they call. From Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Okay. The original series, the sci-fi years. The observers walked around in cloaks, carrying their brains in a dish. <laughs> All he needs is the fucking brain in a dish, because that's what he fucking looks like. So he needs to paint his face white, and carry a brain in a dish, and he's a fucking observer. <sighs> uh, Darby Allen fought Mark Quinn. He sure did. Yeah. Nobody. My only, my only other note from Rampage is about stupid shit in wrestling. At the very end, we end the show with uh, uh, Keith Lee getting his shit kicked in by uh, by the acclaimed and Team Taz. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say Swerve Scott, but that's not his name. Swerve Strickland runs to the ring with a chair to fight off the acclaimed and Hobbs and Starks. Mm -hmm. He gets in the ring, and the first thing he does is throw his chair. Yep. Why would the four not then immediately attack the now unarmed one? Well, instead they scattered like little fucking cockroaches. So, also, can we for a second talk about the absolute um, just idiocy of having Swerve save Keith Lee? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like someone on commentary tried to make a vague reference to the enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Dude, it's that. That's like having Rey Mysterio come out and make a save for the Big Show. Come on, oh, man. I see what you're Be I better see what you're than that. Why? And it, it. And there's four of you. And there's just Swerve. And Swerve isn't fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why are you running? Or why are you even allowing Swerve to get the be the upper hand when there's four of you? Because he had a chair, Sal. A, so chair that he, a chair that he immediately threw away. You know who's a scary man that can clear the ring with a chair? To his credit, Triple H. Triple H can come down, clear the ring with a chair. Brock. Give Brock a chair. He'll because clear the they, ring. Because they would not come down and immediately get rid of their weapon. No. No, no, no. But, that, but, but I'm saying, though, like... Just even visually, there's nothing scary about Swerve Scott with a chair. 
True, but it, <laughs> it still makes the acclaimed and and Hobbs and Starks look like idiots. Oh shit, he's got a chair. Oh shit, he had a chair. Oh my god! Go get him. He doesn't have a chair now. What was that thing? You just reminded me of. I think it was a Disney movie. Where someone's like, he's got a gun. He's like, you fool. We all have guns. What the fuck was that? No idea. Oh my god, it will come to me, it will come to me. Um, do we care well, when I Google, that... When I Google it, it auto-completes, you fool, we all have swords. Oh, it was Aladdin! A, which is from it Aladdin. It was Aladdin, yeah. okay. He's got a sword, <laughs> and Astro, fool! Is, Astro is in, tra- in chat, knows exactly what you're talking about. We all have swords! Oh, yes. <laughs> um, anything about Hikaru Shida uh, and Serena Deeb? Nope. Okay, let's move on. So let's go to Friday Night SmackDown. Oh, by the way, my overall thoughts on AEW this week was, let's throw anything against the wall and see what works. And the answer was nothing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, is Hangman's next challenger, Adam Cole... No, they don't do they don't do rematches. Well, okay. Uh, okay, let's talk about SmackDown. So let's talk about SmackDown. The head of the table returned to his show, his network, and uh, he had a really good. Most of my notes on SmackDown are about this segment. He had a really good promo. I thought it was a really good promo. Right up until Paul Heyman said that Brock's plane was being delayed for maintenance. And I was like, eh, it's not typical they advertise Brock Lesnar and then him not show up. Yeah, weather. It was weather. Paul Heyman's acting in this was top-notch. So good. (laughs) So good. So... Out of nowhere, uh, Paul Heyman gets a text, and instead of instead <laughs> it's a of second update, yes, instead of Brock's plane from Saskatchewan being delayed, uh, Brock's plane has just landed, which is a dramatic change in three minutes. <laughs> and oh, by the way, Brock's on his way to the arena, and this is where the segment went downhill for me because all of a sudden. Roman turned into Miz. So your tribal chief, who's done nothing but run through the roster for the last almost 600 days, is now tucking his tail and running from a challenger. And we're not just saying running. Like, he... (laughs) He was fleeing. He was petrified. That was the vibe I got. Now, granted, I understand as a heel... Fleeing and possibly peeing. I understand. That's a great title. I understand as as a heel, you know, you want to make sure the baby face looks dangerous. But again, there are three of you. There's, there's Roman and his cousins. You can't, you can't. You cannot use that in this instance. Because the baby face is Brock fucking Lesnar. Okay, fine. 
the man opposing him is Roman fucking Reigns. Yeah, exactly. He should not be running from we're on anyone. The, we're on the same page here. I'm just. I'm but saying. I'm saying you have extra backup in the Usos. If anything, if you send the Usos and they get beat up and then he runs, then I'm a little bit more okay with it. So, so Paul Heyman gets this text that, oh my God, Brock's actually on his way, and they run to the back, and. In that amount of time, Brock Lesnar has arrived from the airport and commandeered a gigantic forklift. Unless, the other alternative, he commandeered that forklift at the airport and drove it to the arena. Also, who was sending Paul these updates? <laughs> because if he's Paul... Got a, he's got a man on the inside <clears throat> of TWA. If Paul Heyman... Nobody remembers TWA. Had put a tracking device on Brock Lesnar, right? Let's just let's just play this out. You and, know what? <clears throat> Brock Lesnar's got his COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. Okay, but here's I'm not the thing. saying. I'm just saying. People are saying. If 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 the alert, if the notification said that Brock Lesnar has just landed at whatever airport, right? Charlotte International Airport. How did he arrive? And commandeer a forklift and the time it takes to run backstage. Yup. On the other side of the coin, if Brock's texting him, like, hey, uh, my hey, plane just landed. Why are you still talking to Brock? <laughs> Let's forget about the logic for a second. Brock drives the forklift and the two prongs, or whatever it is, goes right through the windows. Oh my god, Brock impaled that obviously empty SUV. Yes, and then all of a sudden, magically, we cut to the next cam, and the bloodline is in the limo. Just well, barely, that, just that was, barely missed. That was after the break. We went to commercial. Yes, on Brock, the, on you, the you are correct. Brock hits, but, Brock hits the SUV, we go to commercial, we come back, and the bloodline's magically there. But, we, they run to the back, they get to the SUV... They all climb into the SUV, except for Le except for Roman, who opens the door, and then we hear the honking. And Roman Reigns holds the door open, stares at what we are to assume is Brock Lesnar charging at them in this giant tractor forklift thing. <laughs> and Roman Reigns goes, yeah, I might as well still get in. <laughs> Run, dipshit! Which, to your point, if Roman sees that coming and he escapes and he lets the Usos take that, the brunt of that uh, accident, Roman's smart. He outsmarted Brock. Yes, obviously, yes. So Brock pierces the forklift and then we go to commercial, or pierces the SUV and we go to commercial because they need to replace the real SUV with the pierced SUV during the commercial break and move the forklift back into position. And so that it looks like the, the prong just barely missed Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, like by this much. <clears throat> so what do they do? They, they run out of that car because they can't use that one. Brock cannot catch them. Pickup truck. Brock cannot catch them at this point. He, he must have lost his speed. They get into a pickup truck. They leave the door open. Brock no. grabs the door. <laughs> They didn't leave the door open. He he tried to he opened the door and tried to tear an Uso out of the truck, but they drove off. But he had the the rear door in his hand, yeah. and it just comes off. Yeah, that man is strong. 
You would think if you ripped the door off an SUV, it would also kind of prevent the SUV from moving in that direction. It was a pickup truck. Whatever. <laughs> and you can drive a truck without a door on it. No, what I'm haven't saying you, is... Haven't if, you ever been to the South? <clears throat> if you're trying to drive away and someone grabs a door and rips it off, your car's not going to move as quickly as it did if it was actually ripped off. It's going to swerve a little bit. Right, exactly. Uh, and then... This, came, this, this, this door came off like it was held on by magnets. <laughs> it just went, doink. Yeah, <clears throat> there was no ripping of the door, exactly. And, <laughs> And then Brock brings the door to the ring just to beat the shit out of it for some reason. This whole thing was awkward as fuck. I get what they were trying to do. Roman and the Bloodline left Lesnar laying at Madison Square Garden. Uh Brock's going to get revenge. There are so many other ways for Brock to look like a monster and attempt to get his revenge... Again, hokey shit with a car door. Brock Lesnar does not need to look like a monster. He's Brock fucking Lesnar. That's a good point too. The problem, the 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 biggest problem here is is you've taken your tribal chief and made him look like a fucking idiot wimp. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And if the history of wrestling has taught us anything, Roman should have left this segment with the upper hand. Because well, no, we still have one. We still have one week of shows until WrestleMania. Why not get as much heat on Brock as you possibly can? Oh, wait, because Brock's not winning. <laughs> this, yeah, this. It's too much, man. They all bumped themselves this week. It's too much. Yeah. Also, apparently, Brock is the Incredible Hulk, and he can just like rip doors off of fucking cars and. Make it from airports to arenas in three minutes. Thankfully, thankfully, this time it was backstage, so he didn't throw the door, the car door, into a child's face. This one time. <laughs> this this oh, time. By the this way, time. Cowboy Brock is totally coming out in some type of gimmick at WrestleMania, right? Like Cowboy he's gonna Brock drive Gordon? down to the ring in like a fucking cement truck or something, right? He's <laughs> gonna go full Stone Cold. Yeah, I is he gonna get so. an ATV? Either that or he's going to get a milk truck. He's going to ride a horse. Gee, I can't think of anybody who rode a horse to the ring at a pay-per-view in the past year or so. <laughs> I forgot about Hunter Horse Helmsley. I apologize. He's going to ride a he's going to ride a bull. I was going to say he's going to ride a bear. He is from Saskatchewan. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we get one of those bears that's got its feet stapled to the bi- bicycle pedals? He can oh ride that. He can ride that like a backpack. Um. <laughs> what do you think of this whole Sami Zayn thing with Johnny Knoxville? You're a big I, Johnny Knoxville. Fan. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I really am. I'm intri- I'm intrigued now that this week this week they 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 officially made it a is it officially no holds barred or did yes. they just say anything goes? Well, well, I don't Match. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, I was really excited that they added this step because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what this match needed. I don't want to see Johnny Knoxville in a regular wrestling match. I want to see him I, take a <clears> lamp and try <throat> to smash Sammy over the head. Yeah, I was, I was, I was looking forward to this match when it was supposedly going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, even though, uh, when we, we talked about this at that point, even though 
you know, both of us were like, they, there's no way they're going to give Johnny Knoxville the Intercontinental Championships. So you can say, you can see in that point that, oh, it's obvious Sammy's going over. At this point, in this moment, with what's happened since then, with Rick, you know, with Sammy losing the belt to Ricochet, thanks to Knoxville, and now we've got this uh, anything goes thing going on. I don't know what's going to happen in this match. Oh, come on. And I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, you could argue that, you know, Sammy winning cheap after Johnny Knoxville kicks his ass could work. But I think this is 100% set up for Johnny Knoxville to win. Especially with the no DQ stip added. He's probably going to have, like, other people from Jackass Forever come out and, like, help him. Sure. And I'm and fine I'm, with that. And Sammy, I'm okay with that. Sammy has played his role perfectly in mm-hmm. this in this feud. Um, to the point because Sammy Zayn <laughs> is fucking awesome. He is, but I, you know what, I never appreciated about Sammy Zayn is his devotion to his work. You know, just the facials and the visuals of him so frustrated by Johnny Knoxville. It's amazing. Did you see? Did you see this week? Uh, he was he was on on his Twitter. He posted a photo. He's like, "I'm in Knoxville, trying to get some some background info on this on this guy, trying to get some dirt." Oh my god, he's so fucking good. He really is. Um, and it's weird because I never thought Sammy could be like this good at being a heel. Like when you think back to like his NXT days. Yeah. But he has uh, completely transformed his career. Probably uh, extended his stay in WWE, too, because without this character, he probably would have been released years ago. <laughs> so, <sighs> I have nothing to say about Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Happy Corbin, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. <laughs> Shanky. Yep. I got nothing to say about that. Um, I know everybody tells me that Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Liv and Rhea was a good match. It was fine. It amazes me how comfortable Liv looks back in a tag team. Mm -hmm. Like, we were joking about how Rhea went from one tag partner to the other, but really, I think Liv proved more than anything that she can't be a main event player. She needs to be, like, an an associated act. (laughs) The, The... The superplexer bomb. Uh huh. It's a cool move. Mm-hmm. It's it's overdone at this point. Uh-huh. 100%. But it makes no goddamn sense in tag matches. No, no, it really doesn't. I'm gonna help my opponent superplex my partner. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, at some point during this match, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee says, "This triple threat match at WrestleMania is gonna be." And then he pauses. And it's a distinct pause. And I don't remember how he finished the sentence, because all I could hear was his inner dialogue going, don't say shit, Chuck, don't say shit, Chuck, don't say shit, Chuck, don't say shit, Chuck. Stupendous. (laughs) Speaking of Pat McAfee, that's a great place to go. So during the episode, McAfee gets summoned to Mr. McMahon's office. Yes, summoned. Now, we didn't get to see McMahon on camera, which is kind of fine, because I don't want to see McMahon healing it up with Pat McAfee, because McAfee can't go at him. He's the boss. You know what I mean? He would just have to sit there and take it. 
I appreciate that. I appreciate that they that they didn't show that part of it. That right. it was just, ah, uh, you got to go back, Pat. And then later on, we see Pat coming out of the office and coming back to the ring. So we don't we don't know how McMahon reprimanded Pat McAfee. Yes, uh, but we find out later that McAfee uh, comes to the ring, says he's been. You know, some random Monday when he was a kid, he turned on the TV and he saw wrestling and he fell in love. Haven't we all? Um, mm-hmm. He said it changed his life when he saw professional wrestling for the first time. And then he went on, he did all the shit, you know, stuff like football, but who cares about that? But now he's a professional wrestler and and he is being forced to apologize to Austin Theory. So Austin Theory comes out. And Pat McAfee, even though it's it's a little trite and a little um, hokey and a little overdone, Pat McAfee apologizes for Austin Peart Theory being a douchebag. Yeah, well, I I, I appreciated the, there's there were some small things in this, like the fact that Pat McAfee looking at Austin Theory could not say. I am sorry, could not say I apologize. He didn't apologize for anything until he turned his back on Austin Theory. That's true. He wasn't looking him in the face. And so, yes, Pat McAfee says, I'm sorry that I absolutely kicked your ass last week, or whatever it was. And I'm sorry, whatever, whatever, and I'm, so, and I, and I'm sorry you're a douchebag. I'm sorry for beating your ass last week, which yeah. is great. To which... Theory's face was great too because he had that little bit of hurt. Like, oh, oh, and don't <laughs> don't forget, don't forget. Austin Theory comes out to the ring and they're facing off in the ring, and the first thing Austin does is take a selfie with Pat McAfee. Of course, he says he's sorry his parents raised such a douchebag. He's sorry that he made his filter face relevant on social media. Oh, and here's the best part: he apologizes that Austin Theory is a punk bitch. And Austin Theory is just like, well, you still apologize. <laughs> Selfie. Right. This is great. I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. It's very sure. minimum at its core. It's, you know, I'm a douchebag and I'm Austin Theory and I'm Vince's favorite. And then it's Pat McAfee going, oh, I love wrestling and I'm going to kick your ass or me. It's basic, but it works. Yeah. And credit to McAfee because for a guy who's not from the wrestling world he's transitioned very nicely yeah and very quickly I'll give him credit on that Um, they continue to make Wrestlemania confusing as fuck and make me not want to watch certain parts of it because now Natalia and Shayna Baszler you know that long standing tag team (laughs) they have been added to the women's tag title match now, Adam, I said this when when they first made it a triple threat. I said, you couldn't find anything better for Sasha and Rhea than this shit? Mm-hmm. In fact, Sasha, Rhea, would have rather seen that as a one-on-one. But, uh, yeah, now we're just muddling the waters even more. Now we got to add fucking Natalia and Shayna Baszler? The Queen of Hearts and the Queen of Spades. Why? And And not only that. I knew Kelly would would chime in when they heard uh, Rhea's name. Not only that, but we and I'm kind of jumping ahead to Raw here for just a minute because it because it it's related. But we're also kind of teasing this dissension, this breakup between Zelina and Carmella, 
which uh, on on my note on Raw when they had their little backstage segment where Selena smashed Carmella's phone on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? Imagine how much impact this segment would have if any actually if anyone actually gave a shit about the women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. And then twenty forty forty five minutes later, we get that women's tag match on or whatever match it was on Raw. And they're friends again. Ha ha ha! It was all a ruse! We fooled you! Dumb. I still don't care about this man. Not in the least. No. I don't care who wins the fucking tag titles. At this point, they could give it to Rhea and Liv, and I don't care. They could give it to Sasha and Naomi, and I would actually be upset. Or they could give it to Natalia and Shayna, and I don't care. Somebody said online, everybody complains they're not doing it, they, they never do anything with the women's tag titles, and now they're finally doing something. You know the phrase, too little, too late? Yeah. You can't devalue something so much, and then when it comes to WrestleMania time, be like, hey, this is a thing. Remember, kids? No. It's the one time a year we trot out these belts. No, it don't work. I'm sorry, but they still feel just as unimportant as they did two weeks ago. Please. Please. Uh, let's see. You could ask me, at any point when they're not on screen, who the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions are, and I'm not sure I'd be able to tell you. <laughs> um, My last note from SmackDown. Is it about Shinsuke? No. <laughs> Uh, our main event, our main event chat segment on SmackDown. We're talking about Charlotte and uh, Ronda. Ronda Rousey walks like someone once told her, "If you scowl and swing your arms, you'll look tough." <laughs> and she's never taken any acting advice beyond that. She, Sal, she walks like she's got a fucking load in her pants. It's not just the walk. The lines feel forced. Mean mugging Rhonda, shit in her pants. Like, okay. I know, I know Jason's gonna fucking flip his shit when he hears this, but. And for all the good things and how natural McAfee is at this, Rhonda's the opposite. She looks uncomfortable when she speaks, mm-hmm. she looks like she's trying to remember her lines. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look opposing to Charlotte. Instead, Charlotte she do- she just talks deliver. circles around her. She doesn't deliver her lines with any fucking conviction, emotion at all, or emotion. Right. Um, pull back the curtain a little bit. I, I am just finished finished up an episode of Summer Sale that had promos from people like Dusty Rhodes, uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, even the warrior, like these people had passion, even if they didn't have talent, like the warrior on the mic, but they had passion and you felt it and you felt that they believed everything they said. Rhonda doesn't have it. And it's not her fault. It's just not there. You can't teach that as Enzo used to say. And I would like to state for the record that we are not making fun of Rhonda for having a learning disability. We're not even talking about that. That was brought up when she was around the last time and I, and I mentioned how much I hate her on the microphone. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying is, she's fucking awful. She's not good. And and no one can deny that's that Charlotte talked circles around her. Like it just it was night and day. Uh, and Charlotte's doing all she can. And to be honest, Charlotte's always worked better when somebody works better with her. For mm-hmm. example, a Becky, a Sasha, um, even a Rhea. I don't feel like Charlotte is at her best right now, having to play off of the uh, play off of Ronda in these segments. I don't think it's her it's, fault. It's exactly what you said. Charlotte has to carry all the fucking weight here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not good. It's not, and it's not. And the match is good either. And the match is not going to be good. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, reservations about this match because, as much as people like would like to think it's a dream match, I feel like Ronda's not there. Even and if she was two years, two or three years ago, I think she. I don't know. I don't and know. She's, and she's gonna win. And Is it's gonna. Though? And it's gonna. <laughs> and it's gonna suck. Do you know what's bad? I, I will say this too: if she doesn't win, then we all know that they saw what they saw in the past couple weeks, and they were just like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> Change of plans. Change of plans. We can't do that. All right. Let's play a little game. But, but also, if she doesn't win, it means we sat through this for nothing. <laughs> it means we could have got a really good mania build for uh, Charlotte and Sasha. Instead, we had to shoehorn Ronda in. <sighs> Remember that promo after Rumble? Charlotte's like, I'm going to pick my challenger since Ronda's going to pick Becky, and I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. Like, yeah, I was like, yes! Yes! I don't care how many times we've seen it. Give me a, a mania match between Charlotte and and Sasha at this point in their careers. I One-on-one, let's do this. Nope. Nope, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> All right. I want to play a little game, okay? At this okay. point, we... Everybody knows who Seth Rollins is going to fight at WrestleMania, okay? Um, Sorry, Troy, Troy and Kelly are... Uh... Simping over Rhea Ripley in my chat, and it's quite funny. <laughs> oh boy! So, so I just want to quote this for you. Kelly says she could run me over with a car, and I'd thank her. <laughs> to which Troy added, "She could accidentally rip my dick off, and I'd just be like, guess it's yours now.' Ouch. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, that is a fact. She probably could do that, and. Troy would have nothing to say about it because it's Rhea fucking Ripley. Anyway. Alright, let's play a little game. We all know who, who Seth Rollins' opponent is going to be. Let's assume that this goes to an open challenge. I'm glad, I'm glad you finally come around. Let's assume this goes to an open challenge. You know, Seth will have an open challenge night of mania. That's what they do next week because he's supposed to hold the show hostage. Speaking of holding the show hostage, you kind of did that this week, but I'm not gonna not gonna talk about that yet. If they wanted to, if they wanted to make this anybody else but Cody, I'm gonna throw some names at you, and you give me your first instant reaction. All right, For, you ready? So as as, as Seth, Seth Rollins' opponent, opponent yes. okay. he issues an open challenge. He's in the ring. Come out. The Undertaker. 
Why? <laughs> okay, next name. Next name. You ready? And his name is John Cena! A little That'd bit be better. A, match. a little bit better, right? Yeah. A little bit better. What about Goldberg? God no. <laughs> um. And the only other rumor, of course, everybody's going to throw out these rumors because they're just trying to misdirect. But the only other rumor of somebody who could possibly fill I this had spot. A um, what if, what if it was the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, in his home state of Texas, against Seth Rollins, with no build? That, <laughs> that would be exciting for... However long it takes Shawn Michaels to get to the ring, and then you realize that we're seeing Seth Rollins versus 40-whatever-year-old cross-eyed bald Shawn Michaels, and not Seth Rollins versus 1997. Or even, like, 1998. 2010 Shawn Michaels. Yeah. When he, when he retired against Taker. Right. Um yeah, if I can't get the old Sean, I don't want Sean. I'm sorry. I, I've seen what he looks like now, and let's leave the memories alone. Um, but, look, all of that is, is nice. Is, it's a nice little game. Um, at this point, if it's not Cody, I think people are going to be pissed. How do you feel about... Some people call it storytelling. Some people call it build. I feel like wasting it's wasting time. Like the Raws leading into WrestleMania should be really good. And this entire Raw man it wasn't good. I the only thing I liked from this Raw was the opening segment, which I will talk about in just a minute. Mm-hmm. But everything else on this Raw fucking sucked. Like it didn't feel like a WrestleMania build you know, it, it felt like a fucking random week in September. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of feel two ways about it. I'm enjoy, I'm, I'm enjoying the Seth Rollins stuff. Uh, my favorite note from from Raw this week: Seth Rollins dressed like the Riddler, acting like the Joker. Um, I was I was I was also thinking you know how because this is the second this is the second time in 2 weeks that we've had I'm going to face you for your spot at WrestleMania. And I can see why they're doing it and I it it it, it makes sense you know with Seth keeps losing and keeps losing his shot at Mania and it's driving him crazier and crazier. This week made a little more sense than last week. Because it's not like Edge and AJ Styles have had a long-running feud here. Edge said, somebody come out and challenge me, and AJ Styles came out and challenged him. Right. But I can I can see what you're what you're saying where it, it's kind of holding things back. So if you wanted this story of Seth tries to find his way to Mania, 
the only part of that story that made sense was the very beginning where he tried to win the tag titles with, with KO to get to Mania. Since then, him being like, I'm going to take your spot, Kevin Owens, and I'm going to interview Stone Cold. We were all Kevin Owens when he was like, what are you, what are you talking about? He hates me. What, you're not even a part of this. Right. Um, and then the next week, so we go from that to, to this stuff with AJ Styles, and I'm like, he's not going to win. <laughs> so what's the fucking point? Like, I, I don't know. Seth trying to steal other people's WrestleMania spots when we know he's not going to win is not really good TV. Yeah, like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do next week? Challenge fucking Brock Lesnar? Be like, I'll take your spot, resume. Like, I was going to say, he's going to get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) If he tries to challenge Brock Lesnar, he's going to get fucking hurt. Um, no, I, I, he's supposedly going to hold the show hostage next week. Right. So, right off the bat, we're going to begin Raw with how he ended Raw this week, which is going to be Seth. And all... on that note, on that note, though, I really appreciated the 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 Bret Hartness of the end of Raw this week. With Seth just screaming, "That's a bullshit!" Yeah, throwing shit around, and I like I didn't hate that. I didn't hate it, but I, I, if we all didn't know it was Cody, it would be better. If this was really kept a secret, if nobody knew. See, you know what the problem is? Is Cody got released too soon? Yeah. And by and by what and by that I mean, if Cody got released last summer and you hadn't heard anything from Cody, then this becomes really intriguing. But the fact that Cody got released six weeks ago, and from the minute he got released, we were like, so he's going to fight Seth at WrestleMania? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now it's like expected. Now there's no surprise, and there's only going to be disappointment if it's not Cody. Here's a question for you Is it Cody, or is it Cody and Brandy that show up? Uh, I hope it's just Cody. Does he come out to his. Uh, Kingdom song, or does he come out to Smoking Mirrors? I'm Stardust. I'm honestly okay either way. <laughs> no, uh, I, I kind of want to hear Troy. Troy is telling you that not everyone knows it's Cody. Only the Smarks do. I'm enjoying Seth trying to steal others' matches. If, at this point, everybody knows it's Cody. And the reason I first of all, you can hear the crowd; they're all chanting Cody, right? <laughs> um. It's it's gone beyond the smarks at this point, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Again, this raw felt lacking to me, except for that opening segment. Which, when they started raw, and they played his music, as somebody who has watched wrestling as long as I have, I knew he wasn't there, because they would never ever miss an opportunity like that to promote that. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way he would show up and not be promoted. Granted, there was one time The Rock did it, but that was a whole different situation. However, even I give I... props. I give props to the cameramen mm-hmm. who found the two most perfect disappointed fans. 
Oh, I thought you were gonna say the ang- the wide angle they shot when when he first walked out, so that you couldn't immediately tell. Well, the commentary gave it away fairly fairly, That's fairly quickly. Um, but no, the the, the shots because <laughs> you could tell that the, that those people that they found had just had just gone from hey uh, oh. <laughs> Like the arms are still kind of halfway up, and then, oh, I I did feel fuck. bad. I did feel bad for the fans in the crowd that got worked that thought that they were going to get, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The second time was even better. Oh my god, the second time was great because the second time I also knew there's no fucking chance in hell. All right, but the second time the crowd, the crowd was all about. They were like, "Wait, no, he really is here." Oh, he got us again. <laughs> and I love, I love how terribly the bald cap was applied. Oh my God, it was peeling off during the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in the neck, it looked like he had like two cuts on his forehead. Credit to Owens for that commitment. That was amazing. And I also like that he didn't come out there just doing an impression of Steve Austin. Like he said the lines, but he was he was Kevin Owens. And props to Chico Adams for not being able to throw beer. I felt so bad for that dude. Because okay, he He's got a, a Chico's a good Chico's a good dude. He got a stunner. I thought he was gonna get a mud hole stomped in him. I thought he was just gonna get the shit kicked out of him. Uh I heard so Somebody took what Owen said during the segment, and I think they completely took it out of context, because he said something about we're headlining night one. They're not really... Are they ending Mania night one with this segment? I didn't hear that, so I don't know. I think I think people are reading too much into what Owen said, because I think... Yes, the idea of, of Austin returning is a headline. I don't think he's he's finishing night one. Um... And I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because you're... After like four hours of wrestling, then you're going to bring out Stone <laughs> That makes sense to me. Um, It'll be 11 o'clock. He'll be asleep by then. I know. <laughs> He's an old man. I am looking forward to this, to see what happens. Yeah. We do have one more week left. Yep. Do we get Austin on the Titantron next week? <laughs> it would get a pop. Mm-hmm. Time to a couple of Steve Weisers and stomp a mud hole in your ass. Anything else from Raw that was even remotely memorable? Uh, here, here are my here are my uh, my bullet points. Um, first bullet point: Dominic yelling, "Can we get some help?" Like Miz had ripped Ray's actual face off. You know. I did enjoy I did enjoy Miz using the mask like a puppet in the backstage segment. So if John Venrick is still a listener of this podcast, I know he's not gonna be happy with me saying this, but Miz did such a great job of getting heat in that whole segment. Austin does have his own beer, he would be downing broken skull IPAs. That is what Kevin Owens poured onto Chico Adams in the ring. That's correct. So Miz was fantastic with the mask. 
getting real fucking heat. Like, people were, like, so pissed. And then when he said, I'm going to give this to Logan Paul and I dare you to wear it, imagine the heat Logan Paul's going to get when mm-hmm. he puts that mask on. He comes out at WrestleMania wearing it, yeah. <sighs> That's some good heat. Uh, we get the classic, no, really, she's injured and may not make WrestleMania. Bianca Belair update that she's out of action for an unspecified amount of time. Please, the Bianca Bell update. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's bullshit. So, Uh I'm assuming she shows up next week to confront Becky. And they brawl, and then they get separated, and blah, 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 blah. Because she broke something, some the hyoid bone, was that what it was? She crushed her neck. (laughs) <laughs> um, slightly severed, severed spinal cord so there's two ways you can do this next week you can have Bianca show up and and go after Becky but then they get separated and Bianca's no. like I'll see you at Wrestlemania Bianca's gonna come out in a neck brace she's no. gonna get in the ring with when Becky's cutting a promo or something and then she's gonna slowly take off the neck brace oh my god please don't do that yeah um, thank you, cameraman, for completely missing the two sweep between McAfee and Finn. You fuck. They were like, "Can we show it? Can, can, can we show? Can, I don't think we can show it. Don't show it." McAfee was so excited, though. I know. I would be too. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad Troy's here for this one. It's Women's History Month, so we're celebrating women who've made a difference in society and the wrestling business, and also the Bella Twins for some goddamn reason. <laughs> Okay. And my last note. My last note from Raw. So in a mixed tag tornado match, the women can attack the men. You're talking about Tamina and Tazawa and Dana Brooke and Reggie? Yeah. Are you ready for that live foursome sex celebration? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Um that was so weird. Run a train on Tamina. I, mean, I hate Dana's that I just. There, I Dana's hate that there I just too, said that. dude. What you gonna sit I, in the corner by yourself? I hate <laughs> that I just said that out loud. <clears throat> you did, and you can never take it back. I can't. <laughs> it's it's on the internet forever. And you purposely excluded Dana, like she's just gonna sit there by herself with her thumb up her ass. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's into that sort of thing, but she's not ricochet. <laughs> Um, See, I was gonna here. I, here, I was gonna say dildos are a thing, Sal. Strap-ons are a thing, Sal. Oh, no, you had to take it completely in a different direction. <laughs> so did she. Anyway, they're teasing that almost is gonna have some type of big deal at Mania, and I heard. Oh my God, KT! What did he say? I don't want to read it. You have to now. You built it up too much. The fact that I had to approve the term condom for this comment to make my chat. Are you ready to see Tamina use Akira Tozawa as a condom to fuck Dana Brooke? Ew. Gross. Edit that out. Oh, absolutely not. Um, They're they're playing up like almost is going to have some big deal fight at WrestleMania. Is that that a thing? Is it? I don't know. They they keep... Somebody on another podcast said Bobby Lashley, and I'm like, I thought he was hurt for four months. Yeah, right. 
So I don't I don't think it's a thing. But why are we? I hope not. Why are we wasting precious WrestleMania build TV time for almost then? Because he's a huge friggin' guy. So he's got to be on the show, right? Are they officially not doing the Battle Royals this year? I don't fucking know. I don't think they need to. They have everybody on the card they need to. I mean... They fired everybody else. Who are you going to get for the Women's Battle Royal? That's right. They're all in the tag match. They're literally all in the fucking tag match. Can we bring back all those people we use for the Royal Rumble? No. By the way, I seem to remember that when Shayna no got called trophy up for you. and she was uh, vampire-biting Becky Lynch, <laughs> people were like, oh, she's going to be a big deal on the main roster. Mm-mm. Talking about Shayna Baszler, for anyone who doesn't remember that. Mm-mm. She's not a big deal. She's teaming with Natalia. <laughs> How's that for you, big deal? I knew it. I knew the second Vince saw her, he was going to be like, Ugh, no, I'm not pushing her. She looks like a lesbian. She's also 40 years old, so he's another reason why he wouldn't push her. Dude, he didn't even give Liv Morgan the title. He's going to fucking push Shayna? No. He only, he only pushes women that look like Rhea and Bianca because they're fucking jacked. I have two more things All right. on my list that aren't related to things that were on TV this week. Wait, so anything have, else from Raw, though? That's what I was going to say. Do you have anything else to talk about from TV this week? So, did they officially make it a triple threat with uh, Alpha Academy and RK Bro? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm happy the, for that. The, the Street Profits. And the Street Profits. I am happy for that because um, that should be a fun match. And I'm kind of glad Riddle is going into... To Mania as a champ. I want Seth. I want Seth next week to challenge Austin Theory for the chance to fight Pat McAfee. <laughs> oh, like he can't challenge Sami Zayn. Sami's on SmackDown. Do we have um, a United States title match yet at Mania? No, I don't think so. So expect that to be thrown together next week because they're not going to just not have Balor and Priest on there. Although, where is Priest? He wasn't on this week, was he? Hmm. He's probably taking confessions with that, with uh, what's his nuts from BT. Maybe Seth uh, challenges Finn. <laughs> hmm. or, yeah, yeah. Finn, you're not defending the United States Championship, so... <laughs> I want to fight you for your spot at WrestleMania. Fella, I don't have a spot at WrestleMania. <laughs> Shit. I know, right? Seth, I'm like you. I'm not even fucking booked. <laughs> Finn Balor became the British Bulldog. I'm fucked. Seth challenges Aisha Taylor. Oh, God. I read that as Aisha Tyler at first. I was like, <laughs> why is she going to be at WrestleMania? They haven't announced that yet. Uh, all right. Uh, we got a biggie update on Twitter this week. Um, saying, quote, had my first doctor's appointment and learning because of the C1 fracture. I narrowly escaped a stroke, paralysis, or death. It's very Fuck. sobering. Life feels even more precious and valuable now. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. And, uh, and uh, just to 
show everyone that uh, how close this could have been to an absolute disaster. Um, but uh, as always, it's Biggie, so full of just uh, positivity and light and just being an amazing human being. So shout out to Biggie. Uh, the other thing I have is that uh, Pro Wrestling Tees has released a new tribute shirt for Scott Hall, uh, with the proceeds going to benefit uh, the, the Hall children. Um, uh, if you want to w- purchase a Scott Hall t- t-shirt without your credit card information being stolen, uh, there is also one on WB Shop. So, there's that. So, Edge attacked... Uh AJ at the end of that match to cost Rollins right chance, but shouldn't Edge have wanted to fight Rollins since he knows he can beat him and since AJ's coming for blood? Maybe if he just wanted to, I'd say maybe he just wanted to fuck over his AJ Styles, but maybe that didn't Edge. fuck him up. He just, wanted to hit, he just wanted to hit him with a chair. He gets off on hitting him with a chair. It's like Bubba with the powerbomb in the early 2000s. Um, oh, by the way, I just checked, and Seth did the line. <laughs> he did the line word for of word. Of Coke? Uh, of Brett. He's like, this is bullshit! <laughs> just like Brett did it. Amazing. Amazing. I watched that. Very recently. Four hours ago. <laughs> Three hours ago. What yeah. were you doing watching that? Oh, you mean Seth? Why well, yeah, what's wrong? Oh, I thought you meant Brett. <laughs> I know it. You know it. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows it. All right. Very quickly before we end, yeah. do you think do you think Owen should come up or come out uh, at WrestleMania dressed as Austin like he did this week? <laughs> In front no. of Texas. Oh, my God, that would be funny, though. Yeah, he did it, though. I know. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what? Oh, he should have saved it. That would have been amazing. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless he comes out as stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> With the golden wig and the clapboard. You think he'll come out there with a giant flag of the state of Texas with the little fucking sensor line through it? <laughs> That's the other thing, too. I feel like Owens is going to get a good amount of time before Austin comes out. He will not do that in Texas because he does not want to get murdered. That is true. It's still still real to them, damn it. It's Texas. They take those things very seriously. These colors don't run. Uh, Anything else? We're on the cusp, man. We are one week of TV away. Next week is WrestleMania predictions, mm-hmm. so uh, be sure to tune in for that. And by tune in, I do mean tune your podcast dial to the Rundown Wrestling Network. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. So Looking forward to predictions next week, because it is WrestleMania. Lord knows I'm the WrestleMania guy on the show. But we all, all of us love WrestleMania, so this should mm-hmm. be fun. We're either going to have a lot to complain about, or we're going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Astro says, anyone can be successful in predictions. And that's <laughs> the Jeez, Sal, Sal, loves, Sal loves WrestleMania so much that I invited him to come to my house to watch WrestleMania, and he said, fuck you. 
No. I so. said, I got myself a new TV a couple months ago, and I am sitting my ass in front of that TV from the start of Stand and Deliver till the end of night two. <laughs> Hell, mm. I might even start the night before Stand and Deliver, and I might even watch the Hall of Fame ceremony. Which is also part of SmackDown. Um, how do you feel about Charmel being in the Hall of Fame? It's fine. I, I guess... I don't know what she really did, but okay. I, I appreciate the lighter Hall of Fame load this year. Is it just like three? Right now it's just three. It's so unless they announce Taker, someone else next week. Vader. It's Taker, Vader, and Charmel. Charmel. I think they should do at least one more, right? I don't know. We got the, we got the, the legend, the token dead guy, and the token woman. So I think they're fine. Oh, Unless we need the, the token to- minority. <laughs> we need the to- we need the token celebrity. So um... Johnny Knoxville will be going into the Hall of Fame. Actually, <laughs> they want to put somebody in their celebrity wing. Is Bob Barker in there yet? They can do him. That's it. That's all that's, I got. That's it. That's it. Go We're home. Done. It's over. Ah. Uh... Thanks to our network for, for, for allowing us to do the podcast this week. What? Thanks to you, Adam, for being such a good host. And thanks for Hulkamania. What? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. This is what happens when I don't get stoned. All right? How do you like that? I still prefer it. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Good night, friend. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out, Sal. I appreciate you. Uh, I Pritchard ate you too. <laughs> I, I Bruce. I Bruce Pritchard ate you. Uh, until next week, which, as I said, will be our WrestleMania prediction. <laughs> Astro says, "Sal does seem a little more coherent than normal." Enjoy your night, gentlemen. I'm going to go smoke a bit more. So. Be safe. Stay sane. Be well. Be good. See you bye. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck. 
at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the salzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>